welcome to the Dellingpod with me, James Dellingpole. And I know I always say I'm excited about this week's special guest, but as you can see, or actually, as, actually, as you can't see if you're just listening to this, it's not a special guest. It's Dick. Dick. Um, you know, you're meant to look at the camera when you yeah, record yeah. these things. It's impossible. I'm doing yeah, it now, yeah. so the viewer. No, can it, it's not good, is it? I think sod so the viewer. Um, I, 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 <laughs> that's your I motto. Cannot... The yes, Delling Pod. Not... Sod the viewer. <laughs> sod the... Well, you know, Dick, I have to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. Viewers don't have to do this all the time. No, it's really hard staring at the sincerely. Uh, at the the sort of the well in in my case at the green light on top of my yeah no same spyware. with me i mean quite obviously i'm looking at the picture of you which for me is, is yeah. there and that's where the camera is it, it's it's a an odd thing but I, i've noticed this I more and more the... because i've been doing other people's podcasts i've been seeing oh, other yeah. people i did hearts yeah. of oak the other day and i know you've been yeah. on that a couple of times doing uh does, doing does he look at, the, look at the camera I don't know, but I did, I did one when I, I think that was with, um, uh, Darren Denslow. Um, and it was, I had instructions from his producer, uh, on how close to sit to the camera. Um, oh, yeah. to please look at the, the camera, not the interviewer. And it was like all a bit sort of, it, it actually gets a bit tiresome when you get on the pro level, which makes, uh, yeah. which makes you, you, your show pleasantly untrigonometry like. I've certainly found with the professional shows that a they want you to turn up kind of fifteen minutes before. Fifteen. You don't even well, turn up fifteen minutes right. before a flight, do you? No, no, exactly. This is why it's it's such an ordeal for me. Um, but I did, I did one with um, ADHT, for example, ADHTV. I think it is Australian thing, and anything with Australia that you, you get somebody. Yeah, James, can you just just just. Uh, move to the left, to the right. Uh, now up a bit. Now bring your bring your camera down. Um, and you think, oh <laughs> no, just like just you know, it doesn't matter. Just do it. It doesn't matter, man. <laughs> you you wait for ten minutes in when I've got to get a chicken out of the oven, or let the dog out, or feed yeah, the cat. Exactly. Or yeah. go for a fag, as I did go with, for a with fag. Bob. I only watched the Bob one today, so that's very fresh in my mind. And I could feel your. I know exactly where you're coming from. Bob induces the, I'm really relaxed in your company. What could be nicer now than a fag? And it, uh, even well, though I've, I no longer smoke, I, I, it made me want to go and have a fag. And you never even, well, had, well you did have one in the end, didn't you? But you, you did it offset. I did it offset and didn't have, I mean, I was going to be very naughty. I was going to have it actually in the spare bedroom where mm. my office is sometimes. And I would have been in such trouble. And it was good to see that Bob is under similar. similar you can see the facey pull that's sort of like, uh, I won't fear. get away with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wife, wife fear. Every, <laughs> every Bob, man has Bob it. Bob fears nothing but his wife. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's a, a sensible thing to be afraid of. They're, they're bloody terrifying. Yeah. There's nothing scarier than a wife. Especially it, the, even the, the passive Bible, ones. Which enjoy... Sorry? Especially the passive ones, where they never actually get pissed off, but you're terrified of the day that they do. I mean, oh. you know how placid uh, my missus is, and she, but you know, yeah. all she needs to do is frown slightly, and for for another man's wife, that would be the equivalent of being hit across the head with a frying pan. 
I don't. I think you're. You're. Look, I. I. I love. I love your wife. I don't think you're over. I think you're slightly overselling. Some wives do it through aggression. Some wives do it through passive aggression. It's. It, mm. it, it's all. It's all the same thing. You know. Yeah. We're all in the. It's only the depth that varies from day to day. Yeah. It's not like there is a perfect wife out there. They're just not. They're. They're just <laughs> like. They're. There's. They're, they're sent to try us. Yeah. Even ones that haven't had ponies when they were little girls that we are basically naughty ponies that need need telling off um <laughs> that's the deal yeah um, that's true i had no better I, than the can dogs can i tell you about my scary my scary um hunting experience did it so, happen today uh, no 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 it didn't it didn't i mean you know hunting hunting is is really scary but this was different so what happened was um my horse went lame um, it, it turned out to be a twisted shoe because the ground was quite sticky. Um, and luckily there were some people from the, the stables that harm me, my hirelings. And they said, well, we can do a swap with, um, another horse. And you know, one of us will give you your horse and we'll take, we'll take the, uh, our horse, and we'll take the lame one. So I, I was given this, this new horse that I'd never ridden before. Um, and it was, um, another thoroughbred type thing. Um, so, so quite quite you know um nervy and 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 swift um but before i could change horses you've got to do stuff like you've got to adjust the stirrups because it was being ridden by this girl who was much you know smaller than me and which is extraordinary there are people out there who are smaller than me and so her her stirrups were like sort of jockey height for me and also more importantly i had to put my drinking flask uh, I had to unstrap it from the um, from my horse, mm-hmm. which means lifting up the um, uh, that thing that keeps the saddle on. I've forgotten what it's called, um, and and it's all complicated. Anyway, by the time I'd done all this stuff, um, I chased after the field, you know, the other horses, mm-hmm. and I, I went down this track, and they just disappeared, and I found myself on my own in the middle of nowhere with this horse I'd never ridden before that I hadn't adjusted the stirrups properly. And it was going bonkers. It was going (laughs) because it wanted to meet, be with its mates Mm -hmm. because the problem with horses is that they're herd animals that what they really want to do is be with other horses, which is why they like hunting more than anything. Because Mm -hmm. It's just, just lads, lads outing, um, so they can just go be horses together in a, in, mm-hmm. a, in a massive herd. And I had half an hour of pure hell. Half just an hour? looking around, trying to use my skilled countryman's eyes. I mean, had I thought about it, I would have been looking out for horse tracks. I didn't even think of that. But I didn't know where to go. There were these gates I had to go through. And, you know, I, 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 do you get off the horse or, or do, you, do you have to? Uh, and then um, it, it got worse. Um, then... I got to this field where this dog started by barking at, at, at us and, and the horse started going, going madder. And eventually I decided to turn around and ask this farmer looking chap whether he'd seen the hunt. And I said, can you hold my horse while I put my stirrup back on? Because one of the stirrups had come off going through a gate. It was all, it was all, you know, it was all traumatic because the horse was going mad. And, and he held the horse and the horse reared up and, and then he let go of the horse. And I said, you're not good with horses, are you? And he said, no, I don't, don't like them at all. So somehow I managed to calm Clearly down this revealing horse. revealing himself as not a farmer. No. Well, exactly. <laughs> so 
then he said that they went that way. And um, so I, anyway, long story short, I eventually caught up with the with the field and it was mm-hmm. such a massive relief. Right? In fact, I caught up with, with, with the field and some aunties um, in their black balaclavas. Um, but I mean, you forget about these things, you know, you, you, you remember, you, you know, you, you get scared about the hedges and stuff and the, all the, all the jumps and all that stuff, but you forget that actually even worse than, than, than doing the scary stuff with the hunt is being left alone with a horse, which is nappy. Nappy means they want to be with, with other horses and, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of horses are nappy. Anyway, that's my hunting story. No, I, I'm, I'm, I, I must be half an hour of hell. That's uh, horrible. <coughs> but, uh, <coughs> ma- made up for by the by the relief of um, being welcomed back into into the herd. Hmm. Well, you just you, you get reminded about things like what horses are and what they like to do and what they don't like to do, and they soon let you know what they don't like to do, which is being on their own in a field in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, unknown horse. Anyway, as well. you. You were telling me about your uh, the fact that it, because it's Friday, mm-hmm. you've been um, well, fasting. missing breakfast or yeah. intermittent fasting. As I think it's, as calling it's fancy, it fasting you know. is probably in a lot of people's eyes make it sound a little bit more than what it is. That they just say, "Well, all you did was skip breakfast," but actually, what that's doing is going without food for eighteen hours. If you eat at mm. six, like I do, and you're not having anything yeah. until say. Um, maybe even two o'clock the next day that's a fast i mean that's a chance for your body to uh as my osteopath lady puts it um your body isn't having to concentrate on digesting all the time so it can actually go into a sort of cycle of uh, uh of diagnostics and putting things right and general sort of healing because so you know, I just digestion you takes digesting a lot of yourself digesting you yourself went- yeah, no, yeah, I've you, been getting. That was your, I, I've, I've been getting a bit of that because I, I have just uh, gulped down a cup of tea. But uh, yeah, so Friday uh, when I do get to have my lunch, uh, which I have with the boy, uh, it's in town at one of our favourite cafes, and oh, when it arrives, it is just one of those moments. There's the eggs and bacon and sausage and hash browns and. It barely touches the side. So, yeah, I've just had the joy of, of all of that. But, you know, with this dieting, with the, the skipping yeah. breakfast thing, the, the ditching carbs until dinner time, I've lost yeah. um, a stone and a half in weight without really trying, uh, you know, without sort of ever going hungry. And um, it, it's extraordinary. Uh, it, uh, for people who struggle to lose weight, I, I thoroughly recommend it. Um, yes, I've been struggling to find ways to lose weight because I really need to Because you are so fat, aren't you? Yeah, you're gross. Yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a problem. I don't like to talk about it very often, which is why you don't hear me talking about it. But this, this can be the come clean moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, I, I don't know how one's going to do this, but I think the real, you really need to do a kind of like a three day, a three day fast. Um, I did but a two I don't know dare. How I'd get away with it. I did a two dare at New Year's Eve because I was so ill. I'd had my first session of of osteopathy, and it was such a radical shift in my internal being that it induced a, a fever for like three or four days, which is something yeah. I had been warned of, and I, w- I was having a massive purge. But rather than do that whole thing of well, you've got to eat. 
even though you don't want to. It was like, well, I don't want to eat. So I went, I went 48 hours without any food. And that's part of the, you know, if your body's saying don't eat, don't bloody eat. Yes, um, but I, it doesn't really count, Dick. I'm sorry. Being ill and not mm-hmm. eating is, is that not cheating? the same as, as... Is that a cheating Well, class? it's not cheating, but it's not really... It's, just, it's neither here nor there. I mean, look, a bloke in the gym mm-hmm. um, who's, who's no longer there, but he was, uh, Simon, mm-hmm. um, who was a Christian, um, has been on two 40-day fasts. What not, is that? Not why he's no longer there? <laughs> he's he's wasted away him. to nothing. He's just <laughs> on the fortieth day, he just ceased to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I sought him, but his place could nowhere be found. It, it it was extraordinary. Yeah, he just vanished, and you've you've solved the mystery. That's why he <laughs> there is. you go. Yeah. Um, so um, well, apparently you do the. I mean, I, I came across a conspiracy theory on, on Twitter the other day that certain key passages have been removed from the Bible. Mm-hmm. And and one of them is, is a lot, well, not, not all Bibles, but, you know, comparing the King James with the NIV, this, this mm-hmm. chap was positing that that this key passage from Matthew had been removed, which, 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 which sings the praises of prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. And his theory was they don't want you to know about fasting. It's really important. Anyway, well, all the the more hardcore Christian groups that I am on the fringes of, for them, fasting is every bit as important as prayer. You know, it sort of it goes hand in hand, prayer and fasting, fasting and prayer. And it was it was always part of uh, of what those of faith did. Whatever the faith, uh, there's, there's always a fasting thing. So there's got to be something in it. And then there's all the alternative health therapies who all extol the virtues of fasting. In fact, some of them say fasting alone will cure you of half your ills because yeah, your body apoptosis. will just... Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it, it kills all the sort of rubbish, the rubbish cells. Mm-hmm. It, it in, induces a state of apoptosis where, where yeah. And it's always satisfying, isn't it? When, you, when you're doing your fast, even if it's only your, your kind of breakfast skipping one mm. where you can go online and see what's happening 14 hours into yeah. your fast hour 15. 14 all of your <laughs> toxins have left your system um, yes yeah so do you suppose this is what our dear king charles will be doing to get rid of his, his terrible bout of cancer do you know what i think he will be because have you heard about this new um anti-cancer vaccine it sounds wonderful doesn't it 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 well it does because a lot of people have been worried about this, and actually I was, you know, Dick, I was thinking about this. I was thinking about all the years that I and and you too probably have wasted worrying about getting cancer. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so. I was watching. Have you have you started watching One Day yet? Yes, I started David watching Nichols. it last night. Okay. First episode. Okay. I thought so it was rather the, charming and 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 well done. I I, I enjoyed it's lovely. it. It's yeah. it's it's lovely. Um um. But as we know, all television and all entertainment of every every sort, including novels, actually, is basically programming and brainwashing, and mm-hmm. they, they've been doing this for a very long time. Um, and have you got to episode two yet? No, no. Just all I've done is episode one. Okay. Well, and I'm liking the music I, particularly. No 
no spoilers, but there is there is this this character. Oh, all right, I'm going to give it away. It's his mum, and and his lovely mum. And there's a suspicion. I, there hasn't been revealed yet that she might have cancer. She's got some news that she won't break to him. Right. And I suspect it's cancer. I suspect mm-hmm. she's going to die. I don't know. I haven't read the book. But I'm thinking, if it is cancer, I'm thinking, oh, no, not cancer again. It's just like, it's, the, cancer is there mainly to frighten you. Mainly to, mainly, mainly, to, mainly to, may, it's to make you crave our NHS. It, mm-hmm. the, the two go hand in hand. Cancer Sports star dying of cancer, bravely battling against cancer, 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 King Charles cancer, cancer, um, NHS. It's, it, 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 it's designed, it's aimed at our subconscious. And the reason I know this is because I've, I've done a podcast you're going to love with, have you heard of Jason Christoph? No. Okay. Um, I don't want to give too much away because that would spoil the podcast, but Jason, um, examines how, the media, uh, the entertainment industry, everything works on your subconscious. So that you might be watching a movie like Fight Club and you'll be watching, you'll think it's about people having imaginary fights with one another or whatever the, the weird, incomprehensible plot is. I forget now. Is that right? They're having, they're having fights with each other um, in their head or something. Uh, it does it, just the one guy alone um, and it's not a club at all and it's all in his mind. That's just shit, isn't it? Isn't, um, that, isn't that really disappointing? Just a bit, yeah, because you think there's this whole movement that started of, of, of fights going on, but uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a bit the of a shit of fight, The first rule of Fight Club is it Don't doesn't actually it. bloody exist. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the first the, spoiler of Fight Club is it's not real. Well, I think, do you know what? I think we've done a lot of people a, a big favor. Those, those who are lucky enough not to have seen Fight Club, mm-hmm. we've spared them a lot of... We should do that. We should do Dick and James's good, friendly spoilers that will help your life. Um, yeah. So it'd be like, I see dead people like you. I see... You, do you know <laughs> what? I, I, I'm sure I've told this one before. I was sitting watching that film, I See Dead People. Yeah. Uh, and I realised I think it was about a third of the way in right um, and hang on he's dead I, isn't he <laughs> I, and so I can't remember who it was sitting sitting next to me <laughs> I think it may have been the wife but I could not bear the idea that she was sitting through this film enjoying it while I was bearing this the burden of this terrible knowledge <laughs> so I elbowed her I said I think he's dead <laughs> Why did you whisper it? Well, in case anyone else in the room heard. Oh, in the cinema. No, I was in the cinema. Right, so it wasn't even at home. Okay. No, 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 no. I just thought, I just thought, I just kind of thought it was so obvious. And I just thought, well, A, I'll relieve myself of the burden of knowledge. And B, I'm ahead of the game. I'll show that. (laughs) Yeah, I've got. Yeah, but to be fair, you're both writers. So, you know, it's like you've got the burden of um, thinking up plots and twists and scripts for a living so you know it, it, it's you're going to be more on the no i don't th- i don't most. think that i don't think the wife is as cynical or as um plot literate as a, as as i am right um and definitely not as plot literate as boy is i mean he he he, he just <clears throat> understands how how the, the 
the me- mechanics of a, of a screenplay work and just will tell you instantly what's going on. You know, and we're, and we're always alive for th- things like Chekhov's, well, not Chekhov's gun, that's not, that's too obvious, but, but Chekhov's... That sort you know, of thing, but on a higher of, level, yeah. Chekhov's cup of coffee that's about to get spilt or Chekhov's mm. cancer that's, you know, yeah. Chekhov's incipient cancer yeah, yeah. or whatever. Um, you, you can just, cause, because they set them up at the beginning and you go, oh, yeah, that, oh, that, that's going to crop up again. Mm. Um, but what other, I'm just trying to think of other things that we should spoil the ending of to save people um, the the hassle well, of work, work backwards of through on what, What's the shittest film you've seen lately? And... Uh, deliver right, we'll, we'll, we'll save this oh, one for another Dick. day what the horrible 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 film that I told you not to watch yes which I haven't watched no don't okay I'm going to spoil the ending of that film Go on, do you then. remember what it's called no but uh, it's about the... I, I, I hardly ever go to see films anyway so it wasn't that much of a burden it's about the gay couple in a dystopian sort of sort of Docklands type um high rise um and the guy discovers the guy was orphaned at at the age of 12 his parents got killed in a car crash yeah yeah this so you don't have to watch it well this sounds so Um, very promising already it's quite jolly (laughs) and he's going he's going okay he goes to the park in at, at, at um at, at dusk and you mm. think he's cottaging mm. uh, i think that that's the kind of the the the, the trick your your uh, the director plays on you you think he's cottaging and he meets this bloke in the park and he follows him into this off license and the, and the bloke buys a buys a, a bottle of whiskey and he turns to him and says right you ready and you think, oh, no, it's going to be a kind of gay sex in the woods scene that we're going to have to sit through and pretend we're not offended by. But it turns out that it's his dad. It's his dad who hasn't aged since the 80s when he was killed in or was killed in the car crash. And the dad lives is living in the same house with mum, who was also not killed in the car crash. And so he goes and has a sort of series of sort of therapeutic um reunions with his with his parents and they say and you know there's the scene where he breaks to his mother the fact that she's he's gay and mum's slightly uncomfortable about it you know are you unhappy darling and all of this that's, that's quite well done um but then right at the end he, he's got this this you know younger man boyfriend and he has a, another visit to his parents who, who, who become more and more vanishy as, as, as their, their ghostly purpose un, unravels and that, you know, it's time for them to go to the other world, their, their duty having been done and all that. And he goes back to the house for a happy reunion with his boyfriend. And guess what? Boyfriend was dead all along. The boyfriend's not just dead, but actually his, his body is rotten and bloated. Oh. Um, and... He's, he's, he just, this is just intimated, you just, just by, you know, you see the kind of skin texture and stuff. And um, the body is rotten and bloated, and you're thinking, oh, this is a bit bleak. You know, this wasn't prefigured. There was no indication that this, this nice-ish young chap was going to top himself with ketamine and, and, and whiskey. Not really. So why are we being put through this? And, and then... Um, Guess how he deals with it? Um, he tops himself. 
No, that would be good. That would that that would be would have been my preference at this point because <laughs> right. then at least it would go you know Lilia forever style bleak you yeah. know I, i'm happy with that no he goes upstairs to his to his flat and there is his boyfriend as he imagines him in his head still alive and they so he's going to carry they, on this whole visiting the dead type thing i what do you think about i don't like that trick i i, I just think it's and i think there was something disturbingly gnostic about about the the trick it plays so so, so that the film ends with with the, the camera sort of draws back into space and so so the the, the kind of the, the 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 warm glow of their of their their room it, it disappears into this into this little dot 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 and it becomes like a star and there are other stars where other people's sort of psychodramas are being played out and it, and it's i thought what the film was telling us is Everything is a simulation. Nothing is real. I mm. think it was. I think it was one of those. That's our programming lesson on that one. So I, I bloody hate that film. And you've remembered so what it's called. Ways. Um, gay men die. No, that wouldn't be a very snappy <laughs> title, would it? Um, uh, <laughs> art house movie in which gay Wank. men die gnostically. Right. Okay, people well, that was a long spoiler alert. But uh, now people know to avoid this film, which they'll only really know about it once they've started watching it. They'll go, yes, they, they, oh, hang right, on, because they don't hang know the on. Title. This, so this must be the one that he was talking about. <laughs> Damn him. <laughs> also, Dick, you don't want to see the bloke giving his lover a hand job in the bath. No, no I one mean, there are no, that. there are no... There are no erections visible, but even, I don't even want to hint that a man is getting well, a bad man enough, hand what's job in that, the bath. Um, uh, sort of drinking the bath water, the spunky bath water thing. I, don't, I haven't watched that. I'm not going to watch so, that. You haven't seen that, have you? I have seen that. Why did you see that? Uh, well, because I got conned into seeing it, and it was horrible and sordid, and uh, at least I'm able to do the water cooler conversation at work about it, because they'll have all seen it. Why would you it, want to I? do that? Because I live a normy life from nine to five, and I, I have to, I have to exist with these people. I can't be the, can't always be the, D- I know everything, and you lot are living an illusion type thing. I, I've got to live. Do among you them. not hate that song? What? The dance floor. Oh yeah, song. yeah, murder on the dance floor. Yeah. I mean, that was never a good song. No. Do you know what was a good song? Her much earlier one, when she was with the audience. The one that was... Um, Sing it to me. Um, Ditch the Suits one. Oh, no, it's it's, way to, it's absolutely unsingable. It's very moody. Is it? Yeah. Um, and I've forgotten what it's called. It's got a, it's got you know a why name. It's moody, why it's moody? Oh, I, I've... Hang on. Why was it moody? To I've got the wherewithal. It's called I've Got the Wherewithal. Okay, and that's the the first line of the song. I suppose I I suppose I'll look it up. I suppose yeah. I'll look it up. Okay. You'll, you'll know Sorry, it. You'll I'll... recognize it. It's got it's got a moody video and everything. But uh, yeah, and then she turned into a sort of disco queen, and it. Oh, I don't know. But it, it's got a terrible tune. It's just like it's not. Well, so, so is everything. It? So all that the, all the young people who are watching this, you know, like um, our children's generation. They think that song is really great because they're listening to it through a filter of nostalgia. 
mm-hmm. which which makes it seem somehow cool. They don't know it was a shit song. It's a bit like R- Rick Astley, but everyone discovering that Rick Astley was in fact great when we knew mm. at the time he was terrible. He was just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, maybe it's a function of the fact that music is now so awful. I mean, it really is so satanically evil and 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 just awful in every way and wrong and unlistenable that anything from the past seems relatively amazing and and the 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 kids feed on it like sharks on a whale carcass i'm getting the same problem but i'm looking back at stuff i used to like in the 80s and 90s and now finding i absolutely hate it and one of them and it keeps on coming on the playlist at work pulp anything by pulp i find absolutely unlistenable Especially Dick, babies. Dick, Dick, I'm so glad you said this. I knew at the time, I knew at the time that Pulp were awful and I couldn't say it. Right. Pulp were always awful. They were right. always, always, always awful. A bit like mm-hmm. Blur were always awful. But um, there was some sort Pulp of glamour they had over us, wasn't it? It was, well, not over you, obviously, but it was like no. a, a, a magic spell. And I thought... Babies was you know lyrically clever and and, and so um, no. arch, but this uh, when it comes on now, I'm actually wheeling my chair over to the computer that the music is yes. coming from, and I'm casually f- uh, flicking it on one. And uh, oh gosh, uh, um, it was a trick. Yeah, it was a, it was like a Jedi mind trick. You mm-hmm. you, you enjoy this band. And you and no, I don't believe anybody was actually. They liked the idea of of pulp. They liked Jarvis Cocker. This this the idea guy. of Jarvis Cocker because he was I more like of a concept, of wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it, it was it was perfect art college sort of uh, wank, wasn't it? The band had no charisma. They had nothing. It was just they were awful. Mm-hmm. They were really awful. I mean. Um, who's the um, the band with Ange Doolittle? Eat. They they were Eat. Hmm. I'm sure I, I would rather have seen a dozen Eat concerts than than Pulp. And didn't Pulp headline Glastonbury or something? Yeah, yeah, I think they did. But they did. Yeah, they probably still could yeah. now. You know, it's sort of like that. They were. It was just one of those things, and then Jarvis's role in helping with the opening ceremony of the olympics oh and doing something to michael jackson's bottom or something oh no that that was in the in the brits i think you know when he was pretending to 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 fart towards michael jackson and yeah Yeah. um yeah i mean all the the spell is gone isn't it no we 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 we, some of us fell for it but now looking back it's so obvious you see, what, I, when I drank water, then I, a, a, a droplet splashed on my eyelid. Right. Oh, I, right. I thought that was that. skin hanging off. That's very, very. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> how, probably. How do you get water in your eye from drinking? <laughs> so, um, talking of doing, uh, talking of your recent podcasts and upcoming podcasts, I had to have knowing that this was coming up. I thought I better watch a few because I'm way, way, way behind. And I thought I watched yeah. the David Webb one, the financial guy. And actually, for a yep. financial guy, it was really good and interesting and engaging, especially the last half hour. It really gets going. Now, I know a lot of these, you okay. deliberately pace them. So, you know, you keep the, the really meaty bit, their, their main thing, like you did with the Bob thing to the end. But I then like I a long did, intro. 
Yeah, well, the, there's certainly lots and lots of foreplay going on in these. But it yeah. was the, the David Scott one. Now, obviously, I know David Scott from uh, UK Column. And I was watching this thing thinking, it's, it's probably going to be all right. But it was brilliant. He was so engaging and such good. a good talker. And the two of you had really good chemistry. Um it was brilliant from start to finish. So I, I, I commend that to our viewers to, to watch the David Scott one. And um, what a great guy he is and what good work he's doing. So, yeah, not nice, nicely played there, brother. I've got some absolute crackers coming up. I mean, we're talking Bob level. We're talking yeah. Bob level. So the, 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 the Christoph one, is his name Justin, did I say? Whatever. Jason, Jason Christopher. Um, I told you that, that he talks about how we are programmed through movies and, and stuff. Oh, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. mention the whole point about Fight Club. I got distracted. Right. Do you know, pretty much every, every shot in, in Fight Club has got somebody drinking out of a Starbucks cup. Really? Um, and your, your conscious mind doesn't pick this up, but your, your subconscious mind is going, Starbucks, better drink Starbucks, but uh, then I, I, I can fit in. You know, everyone drinks Starbucks. Clearly, clearly it's, the, it's the safe strategy, you know, the herd strategy. Mm. Um, your, your, your subconscious mind is much more alert to this kind of stuff, and it's your subconscious mind that kind of gives the orders. The, um, before you, another That's distraction scary. before you get, uh, this is my, uh, sorry, palette knife. I, I, <laughs> I just happen to have it here. I've got so yes, many. Yes, don't. I've don't. got so many things on this table. Look. See? Things everywhere. Yeah, um things. anyway, I, I, I'm playing with the things on my desk because I, I'm I'm easily distracted. The Miri, is it Miri Finch? Miri AF? Yeah. Her yeah. one of her more recent substacks was on this subject yeah. of the way they get us to like pop stars, film stars, soap stars, what have you. And she focused on Initially, she opens up the, 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 um, blog with talking about friends, about the three women in friends, yeah. Jennifer Aniston and what have you, you know, Courtney Cox and the other, Lisa Kudrow. We know, she says, that they are all obsessive dieters and that they would be uh, aghast at the idea that they would actually eat an ice cream at all. So, or no, it would just be, um, low calorie coffee type things. And, but in friends, we watch them eating, say, Hagen dazs out of the tub because that's what friends do. And they have the, yeah. you know, all, all the nice things that they encourage the rest of the world to do. And, uh, Courtney Cox will wear a certain dress and that dress will sell out. And, um, uh, Jennifer Aniston will have her hair done in a certain way and everyone will have that haircut. And, she was saying that we, even I though didn't. we know, I never the, bloody well, did. I tried but failed. Um, it, even though we know these characters in real life are nothing like what they portray, we're still conned into their whole lifestyle. I say we, obviously not us, but she used friends as a really good example of, of how this is done. Mm. And, uh, and, and then it went on to um, you know, making less obvious points throughout this article, but it's, as you say, when you're listen, when you're looking at films, you you now can't fully enjoy them for thinking what is the underlying message in this particular one, and it's easier to look you- back on things like Friends and like Fight Club, but actually spotting it in the newer things that are more enjoyable, it, it's more of a challenge. 
do you know that in the commercial breaks or whatever it was um um during the filming of friends they would they would chant hail satan what how do you know yes. this um because it was in i think it was now who's the one that got topped by Hillary, who got Clinton, who, who was, you know, the, the, the hotel doorknob. I, I think Anthony Bourdain may have mentioned it. What, one of the actors from Friends got hotel doorknobbed? No, no, no. Anthony Bourdain got, got right. he, he allegedly committed suicide, he, except he didn't. You know, no one commits suicide by hanging themselves on a hotel doorknob. Um, Anthony Bourdain revealed it, I think. I think it comes from him. You have to. I, I don't. I say Google it, but it, obviously Google's going to suppress it. But mm. but somewhat, yeah, it is a fact that, that that they used to say "Hail Satan." The whole thing was a psychological um, operation. The uh, psyop. The the um, you know my theory on why Ross was a paleontologist, for example. Yeah, to 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 get us to to be believe in dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you done your dinosaur T-shirt yet? By the way, I, I've I've got a design. But I don't want to commit to spending the money on getting them printed until I've sold a few more of my other ones, because otherwise I'll have a complete backup of uh, of uh, T-shirts that uh, don't fully sell out of one before I do the others. So do go to dellingpolestudio.com and buy my T-shirts, and then you will see the glory that is the Where Are You On Dinosaur T-shirt. Okay. I'm going to do a Where you, Are You, you can... On Shakespeare where are you on flat earth where are you on i think it could be a whole series of where are you on oh okay um yeah uh, it, um, it's a well, it's a good conversation starter now now you've got and i've got my website up and running you, you can sell it on there as well if you want no i've talked to your guy about it but i'm having difficulties with to and froing on his emails so um I, I need to get that sorted but uh yeah, certainly we need to do a. Sounds cross... like you caught that off me. What inability with in technology? Inability to, yeah, to communicate particularly. Yeah, yeah. Um, while we're doing commercial breaks, I, I, I as a as a favour to one of our um, beloved friends, Bella, uh, who I think you 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 may have met at the Hope Festival. She's really lovely. Um, well, I met her anyway because um, her mother and Bella came along to an event I did in Oxfordshire well it's like a village hall event and it was a really it was one of my favorite events actually it was a really small crowd it was when I was kind of you know like like more small scale and you know before I went stadium huge mm -hmm. and sold out and I loved Bella's mother who who had been down the rabbit hole since forever and she mm -hmm. was you know she was completely based and I was going to do a podcast with her and unfortunately she died oh, no. um, and she yeah yeah she's living she, her house is beautiful it's in east sussex near battle which is where the mm -hmm. hope festival is and it's 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 that wooden sort of clapperboard thing and it's got a pool it's it's the kind of house you would love to live in um and it's worth about one and a half million and they're they're selling it through auction yeah well, not auction i mean through um lo lottery tickets Okay. So you can buy a lottery ticket for a fiver, uh, and maybe win this house. And and some of the proceeds go to the the Hope Charity, which is the 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 charity for Hope well, School. I'm going to definitely have a go at this. I mean, uh, I'm, this oh, is totally. not just us setting it up, saying, "And where can I get these things again?" That's www. 
No, but seriously, I, th- this sounds really cool, and I think um, I'm gonna. I'm actually, we can push well, a few well, people well, that way. I, I'm just gonna look, see if I can see Bella. I, I, I Bella. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, I'm looking at the house now. It is just amazing. Okay, and um, where can you get the tickets? I don't want to move to East Sussex though. I quite like Worcester. You, you you might just for the house. Yeah. Um. We need a sort of hyperlink, really. Um. Well, can't you sort that out with um at the end when you've recorded? Oh no, it she's and... not. Uh, sorry, it's not. It's it's actually Bella's house. She 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 wants to um run a glamp site. Yeah. So she's not selling health, it. Health hub. No, she is, but she's doing, right. it's not her mother's house. Um, All right, okay. Okay, it's uh, bit.ly forward slash raffle win a dream house hope. So R-A-F-F-A-L-L, not as you'd expect to spell raffle, win a dream house hope. I'll put the details below below anyway, but it's but it's it, it, it's it's good. It's good. Right. Um, and I hesitate to come back to this, um, um, this chap that was telling me about subliminal, um, stuff, mm-hmm. but I want to tell you one more interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Poverty programming. Have you ever watched Shit's Creek? I've seen enough memes from it to have probably watched an entire you know season. The, you know the premise? Yes. They were rich, now they're poor, and they've yeah. never been happier. Right. And you, once you realise that this is poverty programming, that mm-hmm. this is a theme you will, you will see recurring throughout TV and, and movies and, and in books, people losing all their money but discovering that actually money is just like... And you, you think that would be a good thing, that would be a kind of a Christian message, but that's not mm-hmm. the point. It's no. what it is. It's coming is, at is it from a thoroughly you Christian act. You will only ever be poor... But learn to love it, sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Get used to being, get used to poverty proles because yeah. that's all you've got ahead of you. Which is and, a bit like um, why in Friends they all have very averagely to poorly paid jobs, and yet they're living in these this amazing apartment, which is way above what any of them would plausibly be able to afford. So, do you um, what, do you remember the episode where this the the, the stupid actor one, whatever his name is. Matt LeBlanc, Matt, yeah. Matt LeBlanc, Joey. Yeah. He briefly achieves massive fame and success in his sitcom. Mm-hmm. And he gets, he gets rich and, he, and, and, and stuff. And then his character gets written out of the series suddenly. And he goes from hero to zero, rich to poor, in the space of, you know, a week. Right. And... He discovers that actually it's okay. He's much happier being poor. Being poor. Yeah. So there you are. Stay in your lane. Poverty programming. Right. You heard it here probably first because you haven't watched the podcast yet because it hasn't come out. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I don't need poverty programming. I, I, I've got, yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I'm fully happy with my lot, but in a thoroughly Christian sort of way. No, but, don't be. Because don't be? that's the... 
No, really don't, because actually, um, God, you do have to go and ruin everything, don't you? Yeah, I do. I haven't even told you about coffee. I'm, I'm not even going to go there. Don't ruin. You ruined C.S. Lewis for me the other day. I know you're going to ruin coffee. I could so easily ruin your coffee forever. I seriously could. Seriously, I could. Do you want me to? No, wait, no, I'm not going to go. No, there. not 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 right now. Like, give me a, give am, me another weekend gonna, of coffee enjoying. I'm not going to ruin Christianity for you because I think I'm 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 kind of saying something you knew already. Mm-hmm. But I did a podcast with Terry Wolf, and it's it's a, it's a cracker. It's two hours, mm-hmm. um, and it's it's kind of the white pill equivalent of black pill because Terry has has written two books on Revelation. Mm. And the news ain't good. Um, we are fast approaching. We, we've already, you know, there were seven seals. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 yeah, not yeah. that kind of seal. Not, not, you know, you don't Ingmar Bergman. Yeah. 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 No, you don't. Um, there's a dog outside trying to get in. Dog. Oh, it wouldn't be complete without, not meant a, to be there. without a canine distraction. You're not meant to be there. You really are not. You know, if you, if you piss on the floor, you are going to be in such trouble. Um, I think we've we've definitely opened three seals and possibly four. There's seven, but he but 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 Terry reckons that the opening of the seals is going to accelerate. So you mm. know maybe the maybe one would take in a hundred years. You know, a hundred year gap between the, the first two, and then it much shorter and much shorter. Um, the deal is for us Christians, proper Christians, as opposed to the kind of fair weather kind. Is that basically we're going, we're going to get martyred? We're going to get our heads chopped off, mm-hmm. or, so, or 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 tortured, and you know fed to lions or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the the upside uh, is we get to wear white and be among the the you know God's chosen. We get special seats in heaven, mm-hmm. but not without first having had loads of suffering and 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 being and being you know sort of abandoned by our friends and and it's not going to be good great so, so if, if you've got any good news apart from the the white robes thing which is lovely of course yeah but, well no uh, i mean obviously um it, it eternal life you know we get god's special love and, and blessing and and we get to be among the elect Mm. Um, we get, we probably get. Spe- I don't know what the special privileges are, and also that happens for eternity, whereas our pain will be, in the scheme of things, quite brief. Well, you hope but that if sure we are fed to lions, they're particularly hungry lions, and maybe sort of kill you as quickly as a terrier kills a rat, rather than a cat with a mouse, for instance. Or tigers would be better because tigers pounce on you from behind, so you right. don't even see them. And they'd I'm break your neck. Sure, you'd feel the whole sort of. Well, you. It's not going to be like a bullet to be... the head, is it? It's not going to be no, like a sniper taking you out. In the days when I used to worry about being eaten by a great white shark, yeah, um, I read lots of accounts of people who'd been, you know, almost eaten by great white sharks, and the impression I got was that, well, they talk about having a sort of tremendous pressure. Mm. um on them you know like yeah um but they don't say it was it hurt so much like i've never experienced pain in my life Mm. and the fear was off the scale but maybe they just didn't say that because it was just didn't need saying i don't know 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think... I don't, I don't, I don't... With shark attacks, the, you, you imagine it for a lot longer than anyone who's really being attacked by a shark because it's going to be very, very sudden when you're actually attacked by a shark. There's not well, going to be any build-up, is there? If you don't know... I mean, you think about the... <coughs> The shark attack of, of that Russian guy at Sharm oh, el right. oh, oh, yeah, guy who, that was the, horrible. Which is photographed off the beach. Yeah. Now, there was definitely a period where he was pretty much knew he was going to Yeah, because he die, was screaming. And he Papa. was screaming for help. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you speak mm. Russian as well? Yes. Well, I've been learning from Duolingo. You haven't? No, I've just no, been you're watching lying. Tucker Carlson interviews instead. Picking Koshka. up what I can from that. Koshka. Moi Koshka. <laughs> What's that mean? Nasha Koshka. <laughs> Nasha Koshka means our cat. All oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You'll be ready for the Russian invasion then, won't you? I, I will. I'll be ready for the next Putin interview. Right. Have you watched the interview? No. Is it worth it? Well, unfortunately, it starts with a half-hour history lesson from Putin. Right. You see, the, the problem is that, I, I mean, even though I, I, I think Tucker is part of the, the fake opposition, I, I do kind of love him at the same time. I, lo- mm. I, love, I love the act, even if I don't, even if I can see through it. And same with Putin, actually. I love the act, even though I can see through it. Um. But what Putin does, and this is typical of a sort of KGB man and, and, and also a, 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 ju, a judo player, is that the first thing he wants to do is unbalance his opponent. So Tucker starts, thank you, Mr. President, um, for this interview. And, and he says, you know, and his first question is something like, you know, so tell me about why it was that you uh, went into Ukraine Um you said, you said this. You said this quote. Um, you said that America was 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 planning on starting a war with you or something like that. Or you know, he 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 quotes he quotes Putin. And instead of going, yeah, I said that because you've got the quote <laughs> written down and it's obviously sort of sourceable. Putin goes, so is this a an interview or a game show or something like this? You know, and. And you can imagine what it must have been like to be in that position. You know, you, you've legitimately quoted quoted Putin, and and you and you and you think you've given him a, an easy question to to explain why it is that he went into Ukraine, and instead he implies that you're a kind of a, a joker and that really he's he shouldn't be doing this interview with you. Mm. You know, which I, I thought was a bit of a. I, I, I would have enjoyed a bit more balance between the two, a bit more, you know, like like camaraderie or or or, or something. I mean, it wasn't quite Ike Dellingpole, but it was. <laughs> I mean, that nothing. Yeah, but nothing I, I, I suppose like Putin's got his domestic audience to consider as well, hasn't he? He, he he's got to yeah. be seen as taking no shit from the Americans, no matter which side they they come from you know you, but uh, yeah you're right for us it, it it would have been more of a more trolling our enemies if, if it had been a friendly a, a very friendly exchange and apparently completely there's, open. There's, there's another bit where 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 he brings up the fact that that um 
Putin does brings up the fact that Tucker once applied to join the CIA. Um, yes, I, I, I saw, saw someone tweeting that. Where is he party hmm. to that sort of information? That's amazing. Well, he's KGB, oh, isn't oh, he? Oh, uh, it's it, on Wikipedia, Dick. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not, it's he's not a he's really done a deep dive, hasn't he? <laughs> he's really, He's got his top, you know, all, all the people at Dzerzhinsky Square, whatever it is, that they, they, the headquarters is, the KGB. Uh, what are they called? Whatever the KGB are called now. They're called something else, aren't they? Yeah. FSG. Mm. Yeah, that that HQ. They they're top people. Wikipedia. <laughs> um, Bring the language specialist, Dellingpo. I, <laughs> you speak English, apparently. <laughs> da? <laughs> da? <laughs> Koshka, Sabaka. That's that's dog, by the way. Um, Is it our Dom? dog? Dom House. No, you really Nash are making progress, aren't you? What's Nasha? I am. I am. Tell me Nasha is dog. No, Nasha is, is our. Oh, what a pity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gdir is, 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 is where. Mm-hmm. I, I could, I could reel you're, off. You're the, nearly the... on saying where is our dog. Uh, Gdir, Nasha, Sabaka. <laughs> and now you could say he is in the home. Um, uh, on uh, dom. Ah, uh, no, not not dom. That's that. Yeah, on uh, uh, dom. I think it is. Right. Seamless. <laughs> oh, oh, anyway, I, I, you're pushing the band. You're pushing me beyond my my limits now, Dick. Putin um, telling we have an amazing interview. It's going to be done all in Russian. It's going to be. It's going to be quite slow, isn't it? <laughs> it's going to be, but and limit, I, limited you know in what, its scope. It, 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 but I think he's going to appreciate that I made the effort. <laughs> he will deliberately he keep might... the subject to how is your cat <laughs> and is your dog still in your home? <laughs> and he might, do you know what he might do? He might cut me more slack than he, he yeah, gave Yeah, I think he Tucker. would. Because he'll have done his work. He'll have read your Wikipedia page from yeah. uh, start to finish. Yeah. It's going to be brilliant. So, that, okay, so we've got that to look forward to. We haven't talked about the annoyance, the extreme annoyance of um, uh, Richard D. Hall losing mm. his case. Yes, and that's a very recent occurrence. And also, also Mark Stein. Again, two or three days ago. Lose- but you know, the thing is, um, they are putting their faith in a legal system, which is quite obviously not designed to work in their favour. The legal system, although it might not be utterly corrupt... Its first lookout is to keep its own back. It's not going to go against previous judgments if it can possibly avoid it. And that's it's, putting it's it mildly. Ultimately, it's designed to prop up the establishment. Yeah. You're never, ever, ever going to get an English court conceding on any level that the Manchester Arena bombing was a false flag. They just, mm-hmm. they just, there's no way. Even if you had the best law, even if you had Lord Sumption representing to, representing you, and you had, they're never going to do that. No, and so it was you can't like, hide no, if, nothing. If you've watched, as presumably you have, uh, his two films on the Manchester bombing, and I did this after your interview with him. Um, yeah. he's very in depth. He's very thorough, and. He doesn't leave much to the imagination. He makes it quite clear what's gone on. 
And I'm not sure that any of this evidence was given an airing at his particular court case. And that was part of his issue. Yeah. If you read about about, about the, the misgivings he has about how the case was handled, is that none of this was ever considered. But, but that's because it wasn't, um, it, it couldn't be considered. That's the problem. Under the terms of the, uh, of, of the, the law case being decided on, mm. The stuff that he produced uh, demonstrating that the arena bombing thing was was essentially faked was not relevant to the case. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. So so they so arrange it so that so that you 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 can't designed to fail right from the right yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. And I would imagine that the the people who sued him for defamation or whatever it was would have been so heavily resourced. By oh, they had the, the full weight of the deep state behind them. Yeah, because mm. obviously they would. Mm. Um, in, in the same way, although slightly different um, uh, circumstances, the Mark Stein case, which uh, it fought in the Virginia courts, you know, Mark Stein versus Michael Mann. Mm. And I haven't, I haven't been following, because I haven't had time, but Anne and Phelim have been doing a... Uh, 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 you know, pretty thorough coverage of the case, and th- all the arguments were in favour of Stein. Stein had all the ev- all the evidence in his favour, and the jury still found for Man. Hmm. You, you know, it did like like the, the the case against Man was overwhelming, and yet the jury still decided. Now, now there have been suggestions. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. That the jury may have been bought off, but but. I, I think we have reached the point where th- this this fantasy we used to have that 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 America and and Britain had these exemplary justice systems which were you know fair and equality before the law and all that mm. they, they're just a racket they yeah. don't they don't even bother pretending to administer to, to administer justice anymore. They know that they are just well. It's a bit like we, we used to course. laugh at things like Pravda, and we used to laugh at the idea that uh, in, in Russia there were elections and that there were trials that would amount to anything other than a guilty verdict. And we were possibly right, but we've got that here now. We've got newspapers that are just a parody of truth telling and a legal system that, that every case is a foregone conclusion. So uh, I think just like you shouldn't get ill right now because the last place you want to end up is an NHS hospital. You don't want to be involved in anything that winds you up in court either because that's not going to end well either. So uh, Well, that's discovered my plan to go and kill somebody. (laughs) Well, yeah, whatever your battle is, don't, don't, don't rely on fighting it in court. Okay, well, I just won't get caught. No, I haven't decided I'm going to kill yet, but so no? maybe I'll change my mind. I don't know. Well, I I keep it as enigmatic as possible because <laughs> this this is all. Do you think in, going to be used in evidence? Should I strike this bit from the video? <laughs> no, because it's entertaining. Oh, I just see what the whether. Hang on, this is. What are you doing now? Well, 
I thought it was maybe some um, flock of geese or something being interesting outside, but I think it was just something, just the rain doing something. You would have left the podcast to go and observe a flock of geese. Well, yes, I think that's one of the joys about living in the country, that, that you can see nature doing its nature thing. I tell you what, I tell, I tell you what we see a lot of at the moment. Um, barn owls. All right, that's lovely. Yeah. When we drive up the drive at night, um, there's a, there's a, the male, the, the male is smaller than the female. You quite often see him on one of the fence posts and you get such a good view. And before I moved to the country... Never, never saw owls. You know, you, you think of them. You, you have to go to an owl sanctuary, don't you? Basically, an owl, owl, owl well, sanctuary in Petting we, Zoo. We caught sight of um, barn owls in Northumbria last time we were up there when we did Hadrian's Wall, and uh, it was the wife who spotted them, and they were, yeah, up in the high branches. But I don't know how she got her eye in to see them. But it's one of those things that when you know where to look for them, you can spot them. But you know, you could walk yes, within a few, a few yards. Barn owls are a, 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 a rare subspecies of of of, of the barn owl. Are famous, they famous oh, right. for it? Oh, okay. No, it's just a lie I just invented on the spur of the moment, just to right. Know. Like there aren't enough yeah. lies around already without you inventing more. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I. Do you know? I, I think this is the problem. I've been corrupted, Dick, by the. <laughs> you just by, hate the truth. <laughs> I've been programmed by the system. <laughs> Yeah, we're all falling uh, yeah. falling victim to it, though. It's a, there, there is no truth anymore. This, Dick, this is the thing. I, I was, um, I just think, to those of us who are, I, I'm not, I, I don't like the word awake, because I think awake is part of this, the great awakening, which I think is part of the deception. Mm-hmm. Um. It's not an, you know, the, 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 the people who are part of this great awakening are actually being lured towards the new age, not, not towards, not towards the truth, which is the Christian Well, I know message. Ike has a big problem with people who describe themselves as awake and they're not as awake as him. So therefore they can't be described as awake. And then it's like, well, what is awake and what are you waking up to? So the, the, the like every attempt at defining our movement, which isn't a movement, um, you, you'll you'll be floundering except to come up with something poo. that, with except obviously that's a very important movement. But yeah, the 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 definitions of what we are. Like I've recently scrubbed libertarian from my bio yeah, on yeah, Twitter. You have to. I, I, I did it without fanfare, but on consideration, I don't think you can be a libertarian and a Christian. I mean, when when we were comfortable describing ourselves as libertarians, it was a case of, yeah, everyone should be able to do what they want to do, but as long as it doesn't upset others. And obviously, you've got to um, look after those who can't look after themselves. There are exceptions to the do what the hell you want, but it's a little bit bloody close to do what thou wilt, isn't it? And it it's kind of like, Actually, I don't think you should be able to do what whatever you want to do. And when you become a Christian, this it, it's even more of an imperative to just not um, let yourself get away with doing the things that you used to before you became a Christian. So I don't also, think Dick, libertarianism is compatible with Christianity. Also, let us never, never, never forget that all the libertarians 
apart from um, my friend Tom Woods, who, who was the exception, all the libertarians shat the bed during COVID. All the all the people from the Institute of Economic Affairs, the IEA, the groovy think tank, all the all the lads in Tufton Street. Yeah, mm. Producing these. Yeah, but then you could also ask, were, why were they ever really? Were they ever really libertarians? Though, I mean, it's sort of, it's another one of those movements that's difficult to define in the first place. But you can sort of hang your coat on it because it's a useful peg that means you're you're not uh, a socialist and you're not a conservative, but you are kind of a conservative. But it, it's um. It, it it was a temporary useful peg, but now I'm I'm without peg. But I'm quite happy to say Christian. Yeah, yeah. But even calling yourself a Christian, and a lot of people's eyes will associate you with the church, which I don't associate with at all. So uh, um, labels are really bloody tricky. So awake to to bring it full circle back to the question of using the term awake. Yeah, it, it's not satisfactory, but it gives you an idea. So anyway, what I was saying, I, I just reminded myself, was that everything is, to those of us with eyes to see, it's all so bleeding obvious that, that okay, so the justice system doesn't administer justice anymore and probably hasn't got, the, the, the politicians are all puppets. The organisations that are set up to defend free speech are just cover for, for more erosion of free speech. It, 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 you, know, I, you know what I'm saying here, it's mm-hmm. just like, all around us and it's as though the um those who haven't joined our uh, joined our side you know the sort of the julia hartley brewers of this world actually become have become more entrenched in their um more more desperate and 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 fanatical in propping up the the decaying old system that that, that we know is a sham the, the 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 more we pick holes in it, the more they 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 Dig stick the up to this this rotten, disgusting system, and they want it, yeah. they, and they want to get the baubles of it. Well, their their jobs depend on it. So uh, a- anyone who's got kind of a paid job depending uh, the, on which their opinions depend, they're not going to willingly change those opinions, are they? Um, I mean, can you think of anyone who is completely honest and outspoken who gets to earn a living doing that? Um, I mean, you in the well, Bob, no. in the Bob podcast, we were talking. You were talking to him about how amazing it was that he should cast off his well-paid job, which eventually well-paid job at the at the Telegraph, to um, you know, be unshackled and still earn more money than he was before to be able to support his family better than he did before and yet have that complete freedom. But he, he had to risk everything to do so. But he's a very rare example of someone who can cast off the shackles of censorship and, and thrive. So there, there aren't mm. many examples. You know, you can count them on the fingers of one frostbitten hand. But uh, I suppose you are just about another one of them. But it's not like you're you're at all mainstream. Well, I suppose I should be grateful for that. That that imagine imagine if that this space, uh, if that's the right word, were filled with ex MSM journalists doing doing edgy podcasts. Yeah. I mean, imagine if imagine if Tobes was that was actually competition. <laughs> Yeah, no, I suppose it's a very interesting way of looking at it. It's uh, it, 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 on one side, 
the coin it's lonely but on the other it's actually it's just as bloody well because uh blessed relief yeah yeah but i just like the idea that toby could be genuine competition but it's so funny that when you i know i shouldn't but i occasionally go on to um daily skeptic just to see what they're talking well it's just that they are on the climate change debate they're where you were sort of 15 to 20 years ago and I just yeah. look at it and I, you know, wind turbines might not actually uh, generate the energy that is used to create them in the first place. I mean, shocking stuff. And it's just like, I guess it's kindergarten yeah. stuff. I mean, great that they're do- taking that line, but can't they go, you know what? This is what James was saying 15, 20 years ago. Um, uh, so yeah, can we assume that you know what? In, in the days when I used to, well, I was still on speakers with Tobes. He he doggedly maintained the line that 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 the planet was warming to a degree through human intervention, and that mm. and that you know that that one shouldn't not talk about one one shouldn't say that global warming doesn't exist because it does. And you know why are you why are you saying that, James? That just discredits our cause. And of course, he that keeps him um, in his. Uh, it keeps him on the reservation and the mm-hmm. permissible, the permissible uh, position, which keeps you on the re- reservation is, and, and this is what the global, this is what Nigel Lawson maintained when he founded the global policy, the global warming policy foundation is yes. It seems that we global warming is a thing and we are contributing towards, towards the, 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 the you know, the heating of the planet, but it's not as serious as, as the, as, as the greens make out. So let's look at the evidence. And actually, it's way worse than that. They, the bad guys, the Rockefellers initially, from the 1940s onward, in, invented this this shit. They they seeded academe. They seeded um, all these institutions with this idea that that climate change was a problem and needed addressing. When the fact is, we could ignore it completely and be much much better off and and you know have a much better planet. It's a lie. The whole thing is a lie. And Toby would never, ever go there because that would be well outside the Overton window. He wouldn't dare. Yeah. His controllers wouldn't allow it. But as a leap from the approach that completely mainstream media would take, it's radical, you know, what they're saying. So it's sort of like you've got to remember how the normies think. Yeah, of course it's fake radical. It's radical compared to the Daily Mail or um, or the Telegraph yeah. or the Times or the Guardian or, or, or any of that lot. Um, and, you know, your normies who are drinking in Starbucks and uh, um, trawling the high street. I've I, I got this this thing I do now. Every time I, I, I get the impression that we might possibly be winning and people might be waking up, I, I, I remember walking down the high street on any given day and looking at the people going into Starbucks, you know, the most normy coffee place imaginable. And I look at the people in the supermarket and I think, you know what? There's not a single one of these people who is even remotely on board with any of my beliefs. I'm a complete freak to these people. And you can tell by looking at them. You really can that that they don't hold any of your your values. And we are so far from from winning. It's not true. So something like the daily skeptic for people like that would be a dangerous truther 
propaganda. You know, it would be crazily out there. So even if it's it a is containment really operation, faking... there, Dick. Hmm? It's like it's like normies who are thinking of transitioning. Mm-hmm. Um, they they dip their toe in the water of the of the Daily Skeptic or similar. You know, there's lots of other similar. You know, Amazing Polly on 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 Twitter has got their number. Um, so is thinking slowly. Mm-hmm. There are all these fake resistance people, and they offer just enough information to 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 titillate normies into thinking that they're being quite edgy and that they're actually exploring the boundaries of 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 um. They're potentially looking at a new paradigm, but 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 just enough, no more. No, no, that's effectively gatekeeping, isn't it? It is. It is gatekeeping. It is. It is the definition of gatekeeping. That's what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I'm I'm completely on board with that, but I'm just sort of I find it amusing that uh, you don't get more credit for being so ahead of the game in. I mean, your, your position 15 to 20 years ago was nowhere near as radical as it is now. You've got to acknowledge that. You you didn't wake up completely oh, sure. one day. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the Global Warming Policy Foundation would have, uh, you'd have been much more in line with them back then, certainly than you are now. But you, yeah. you'd, have, you, you'd have been thrown off the telegraph much earlier had you had you taken that more uncompromising line back then. Well, what I probably would have done is what a lot of journalists do. I'd have thought, well, um, okay, so I'm not allowed to say it's a massive, you know, conspiracy by the Rockefellers and they're and they're evil. I'll just address, you know, I'll, I'll take take the cop out and do the, hmm. you know, the, the the watered down version, you know, because get away with what you can, out. thinking what a great job you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah probably, probably. I'm 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 much more. <laughs> hardcore these days yeah, no, tell me about it yeah right we've done um, over an well, hour and, I, and I, i'm probably I gonna go and have a nice cup of tea but not coffee because Do you know what i was gonna have a cup of tea yeah i'm gonna have some I, I i don't like to say this but i'm gonna have some peanut butter on toast yeah sometimes i don't sometimes i just i just have the pure peanut butter what because i yeah I get I get a little one you know those those little shiny stainless steel Indian the bowls they sell in India in in in, in hardware no, stores. I don't. Okay. okay. Well we've got a few of those. <laughs> right. And I just just shove a pot. it gets quite claggy. Right. But I don't like at peanut least not butter. eating bread. I, I, it's not something I can ever do except in cooking, so you you've lost me there. Oh really? But anyway, I'm probably gonna enjoy what do you a cup eat for of your... coffee what, for my no, no, you can't. No, just will ruin Not, coffee for me another day. Don't, don't listen to the Jason Christoph episode for for a few weeks. But okay. listen to the, the Terry Wolf one, Dick. It's going to blow your mind. You're just going to think. Good. I I'll, I'll look forward to it. Yeah. In fact, it's out now. Oh, is it? Well, so I look, as I say, I, I, I'm playing catch up, so it's going to take a while. Yeah. Anyway, go. People, go and buy my stuff at dellingpolestudio.com and then I can come out with the Where Are You on Dinosaurs t-shirt which I've designed you can also see other um, Dellingpod merch there and um, we'll work out some way of having a link between your website and and mine and we can make it all much easier for our viewers and listeners yes 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, which I doubt you have because it's just a boring dick one, but just in case you have and you want to support similar ventures, don't forget, I really appreciate it. It's very helpful if you support me on, on Locals or on Substack or Subscribestar or, or Patreon, although there's a bit clunkier, I think. The, 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 there's some self-interest here for you. Um, you do get early access. I now delay my releases for, for my free releases by about a week. So if you want early access to my stuff, support me, please. Thank you on on um, Substack and, and Locals. Or you can buy me a coffee. If you, just, if you just feel like, James, you deserve it. You deserve some coffee, even though coffee's bad for you. But you can still buy me a, a metaphorical coffee. Um, and also, don't forget to support our sponsors. But, I mean, buy the, the lottery ticket uh, to, to win the house. And, you know, Monetary Metals, Pure Gold Company, etc. You'll find the details below the podcast. Um, thank you very much again for viewing. And see you in next day's week's episode bye bye mm. well, that was good <laughs>